You're listening to Leveling Up, where we'll show you how to win at the game of life and business. It's time to power up your skills through life gamification with your host, Eric Sue. All right, so this next interview is with YouTuber Jimmy Zhang. He's got 1.5 million subs. It's a wide-ranging conversation from, like, this guy talks about his porn addiction. This guy talks about dating, how anime helped with his life, how addiction ultimately can help lead to success, how he started getting into personal growth. There's a lot around dating as well. He has a lot of travel plus dating videos that he does. I mean, there's dating videos where he is going on a first date with a girl in the airport. It's a great conversation. And without further ado... Here's the interview. Jimmy Zhang, how did you overcome anxiety to become a 1.5 million YouTube sub guy? Mm, anxiety, overcoming anxiety. Ooh, I feel like anxiety is so potent when I was a kid growing up. I think uh, especially... <clears throat> Like as an immigrant child, I, I wasn't really uh, brought up with a lot of uh, American customs, you know, and it, it's just being being just dropped in this world where it's like, oh, every, well, first of all, everybody's speaking English. I'm not, you know, I, I came in when I was, uh, I think like six, six years old. Um, so already I'm anxiety upon just. Just, I can't even. I, I didn't even want to go to school. The first time I, I went to school, I I, I cried. You're, you're a fob. Yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a fob. And then I was so it, it and it's like my parents didn't really know how to even talk me through anxiety, how to even cope with anxiety, how to deal with it. So I had no no uh, reference, no. Um, I had no guidance on, on how to get through it. So it was really just. Um, I think coping with it with like really bad habits, really bad uh, addictions like video games. Uh, mm, I don't know how explicit. Oh, I can get. Go ahead, get explicit. Porn. Yeah. Like I, I had like a porn addiction when I when yeah. I was a kid. Uh, anime yeah. defaulted to anime. Yeah. So it was like a lot of a lot of that like growing up so and then i would just go back to my little little man cave back at home right yeah so like anxiety it, it was like overbearing especially at school uh talking to girls yeah uh just just overwhelm me with with anxiety so um it, it wasn't until i started my my youtube and when i started reading books i'm like okay how to how to over slowly like rewire my brain we're like okay if this is the life that like it's kind of it, it, it reading the books helped me like paint uh, a a vision for myself in the future to like oh i don't have to live like this you know um so like the videos slowly pull me out of my shell but like the first the very first video i shot so remember it was at central park in new york city and like just and it wasn't even like the crazy questions i would ask now it would just it was like some simple like deep philosophical question like oh what was what was your uh, most life-changing story right just simple and even that was like oh, you know and just, but I, I knew deep down that like the only way to, to get over, you know, uh, my anxiety and my, um, my shyness is to force myself. There is no other way than just forcing yourself. 
That's the only way to get through it. Or else I am going back to my room and I'm throwing our Naruto and, and just, just yeah. jerking off and watching it. You know, so it's like... <laughs> I love like that. The, the, that is the only way to get out of it yeah you know um and i kind of just full sent that got it until today i guess I, i'm so by the way the jerky off was separate from the naruto right uh yeah well yeah i mean <laughs> sometimes some, yeah but but sometimes some of the characters like Tsunade, okay. i'm not gonna <laughs> like it, it might kick off a session <laughs> got, a, got a sakura session yeah yeah you know you know was my, my my crush back then um <laughs> Ino, yeah it was great yeah, yeah yeah no no she no she was bad for sure especially in shippuden not no i wasn't this wasn't the first no it was it was shippuden i want to you know yeah yeah got it are, are you open to talking about that so the the i don't have people usually come on and say there's like a the anime gaming addiction but the porn addiction i've mm -hmm. seen videos on this i'm just like how does that like how do you how does one become diagnosed as like addicted to to porn because like just all guys <laughs> all guys all guys in their teens dude they're like yeah. they're all watching porn right? right but it's like what counts as addiction oh you just do it every day <laughs> every single every single night okay yeah it, it helps you fall asleep you're bored oh, let me let me open I, it. I don't know if that's addiction i feel like i feel like addiction is like people that are doing like four or five times a day mm. Well, you get I mean, when when you're that young and you don't have hobbies, porn becomes a hobby. Okay, all right. That's Watching fair. it becomes a hobby. Saving yeah. it, bookmarking it becomes a hobby. Oh, you <laughs> you actually bookmarked it. Okay, oh, not gonna man. lie, not gonna lie. That happened back in the day too. <laughs> yeah, not gonna lie. I'm like I'm, I'm trying to make funny. I'm like no no no. I did uh, it too. Yeah, that's okay. So how did you how did you overcome that? Overcome. I would say I just I mean you start to get older you start to have a bit, you know uh, better priorities in life you start caring about things that's yeah. way more. you start getting bored less yeah I'm I'm going to jump around a little bit cuz I'm mm -hmm. I'm I'm also more interested in you Jimmy the, the how you grew up your upbringing and everything you mm -hmm. you mentioned immigrant you grew up in New York you said yeah, grew up in New York. Okay, so tell us about your immigrant upbringing because this is something I do with all the uh <laughs> with all the Asian <laughs> people yep yeah uh yeah, so I moved to New York when I was like eight, nine years old from from Boston. Uh, not a lot of people know know this about me, but I lived in Boston, Malden, for like three years, and that's where I learned English. Yeah. Uh, so by the time I, I was I was getting, uh, I got to New York. It was, um, was I still doing Chinese homework? I think I was. Yeah. So I would it would be schoolwork, and then I would come back home. And I would get these sheets uh, where I just write this, like, just lines of, like, Chinese characters. It's the boxes, right? The boxes. <laughs> I would just spend yep. three hours writing lines of, of Chinese. I don't even know what, like, what's the purpose of this. Like, yeah. just to practice, to flex my handwriting, yep. you know? Uh, and for every, for every like, 30 hours I put in, I get a... Uh, I get like a like a Yu-Gi-Oh booster pack or a, a deck of Yu-Gi-Oh cards, so I kept doing them. Yeah, <laughs> felt like a I felt like a mouse. That's funny. Just, just on a hamster wheel with with Chinese homework, um, and so I mean I, I'm glad though. You know I I, I well, am I? Dude, you're, you're lucky you got the Yu-Gi. All I got was In-N-Out Burger. Oh, you you got to, in? Oh, for right. Going to Chinese there... school, yeah. Wow. Or else I get beat. So yeah. Oh shit. So. 
Yeah. Well, you at least you got fed. Yeah. Well, you got the cards <laughs> that you could trade. <laughs> um, but I I don't know. Really, it helped me with Chinese. Like I think speaking Chinese like just helps me. With, I don't know if like just repeating characters helped me with my Chinese, but that's that's what I did. Um, and I was. Yeah, and I, I I don't know. I feel like growing up too. I was um, I'm trying to think. What was I? What, what was all the fights about? Right. Okay. So I was, this was with your parents. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. was with my parents. So I was a most. I wasn't your stereotypical like Asian child growing up as well. What like, do you mean by yes that? Yes to like the video games and the anime and uh-huh. all the nerdy shit, but the um. Like in school, I was I had straight C's and B's just throughout my entire life, mm. high school, middle school, co- and yeah. So I was constantly met with like disappointment, and um, I I I think I talked about this briefly on like Eric's podcast, but I was like, they they like my parents would blame a lot of their sorrow and grief on like me not doing well in school mm-hmm. and i had to cope then with video games so i would and then i would get beat for playing video games right i wouldn't get beat for for bringing back the the c minus but i would get beat for playing video games but i kept playing video games cuz they were disappointed at my, so it was just this constant toxic cycle of like, oh, just and I, I, I didn't. The thing is, I really didn't care about the subject, or maybe I was bad. I just maybe I was. Not everybody is meant to, uh, you, you know, excel well on a test. Remember information about the the. Uh, revolutionary war right um so yeah i i think i think the, the maybe the school system failed me well let me ask you this uh-huh what were you good at in like math okay no no not even that oh. like were you good at games were you good like what were you at what did you excel at editing okay I, I was I was I was playing video games and then I would record gameplay uh-huh. and, and I would edit gameplay. Yeah, I was really good at finding the music. I was really good at at selecting the shots. Yeah, and yeah, there's a reason I asked you that. So this is for any any immigrant parent out there, right? So, um, not that I'm a parent, but I'm just like. I wish my parents would have noticed that like I was really good at like games, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and like my whole like if my if I noticed my kid was really good at editing, it's like, dude, okay, let's make you world class at this. Like there are parents out there that support their kids to become the best gamer that they can right. be. And it's like, man, if only our parents would have noticed our immigrant parents, which I love, by the way. Like sure. they just they did their best, right? Um, but I think that's like the one missing component. I don't know if you agree or disagree with that. Yeah, I I think. Because I mean, yeah, yeah, their the, the whole life that they're just taught that going to school is is the only route to success, right? My dad, uh, I mean, he, he, you know, he, he used to walk miles to school, barefoot. I don't know, if it's barefoot, <laughs> but you know, that's what he would claim that, like, you know, he would just fight, claw his way to school to get his education. Yeah. Right. So it's like now given the privilege of like a school bus, why wouldn't you, you know, 
just care about learning. But really, that's like how I don't even remember half the books. I I just spark notes everything, you know. Times change. Times has changed. Yeah, you know. There's so and it's it's actually way better now if you have if if you specialize in a, a, a hobby or something interesting um as as you're growing up because that might be a specialized skill that the world needs yeah. right and you're genuinely like passionate about doing that and as you get older the world will will need that skill as well so it's like you know the, the world doesn't need you to be an english teacher yeah the world might need an editor. I think it's just like you said earlier. There's no one right way or wrong way to do something. Like boxes don't really work. Like, no, we all kind of just are combination of different experiences. Yeah, yeah. I actually think it's it's great that that you found something at such a young age that you're really passionate about doing, right? So it's like if you find that, s- stick with it. Yeah, yeah. What do you think seventeen year old Jimmy would say about twenty eight year old Jimmy now? Seven seventeen. Seventeen year old. 17-year-old Jimmy. Do, do you think 17-year-old Jimmy would have expected you to turn out like you did now? Oh, man. It's a dream. 17-year-old Jimmy would... Uh... <laughs> Honestly, he, he would be... He would probably put down the lotion and the porn now. <laughs> <laughs> he he probably... Oh, let me... Oh, I get to be that later? I, I need to chill with this, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I, I I'd I'd probably yeah, hope I want I want seventeen year old Jimmy yeah. to start earlier. Yeah. Well I mean this leads well into you talked about how there's this one Gary V video that changed your life. So what mm. age did that did that happen? Like when did you start getting into personal growth? Talk about that video too. Yeah, I think this was around like twenty, twenty one. Um yeah, it was the video where he was just speaking to the audience about, you know, if you're between the ages of 22 to 27, this is your window of opportunity to strike. You know, you have all the pressures of this is before you have all the responsibilities that come with life, like families, babies and stuff like that. So, you know, you get to live in a garage or a basement with like four of your roommates. So, I yeah, it just it just spoke to me like at how much freedom I actually have mm. in, in this short period. And that's why, like, it translates back to like my dating theory. Like, this is a time for you to like have genuine freedom to like explore your options mm. rather than like, oh, wow. Like I found a girl that I really like. I'm gonna lock this down for the rest of my life. Yeah, you know, like there might be a girl that you are way, you have way more chemistry with, and you're way more compatible with, and it's just just because yeah, this person makes you feel good. That means you're gonna live the rest of. You know how many people get divorced? Like, isn't the divorce rate like fifty something? Per- it's higher what's, than fifty, right? Yeah. And what's the br- breakup rate? It's like even everybody breaks. So it's like, oh, just get it it's not this isn't gonna be your whole life anyways I, i'm digressing a little bit you're fine um what was my what was my what like what age was i yeah so what age did you start the, getting into personal growth um yeah around like 19 20 20 20 20 was was a sweet spot because i remember i was taking summer classes at, at columbia and like on the train ride from my house to columbia it was like an hour train ride i would just have books I would just be on the subway reading books. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was also the summer where I cut out all of my high school friends. 
Interesting. Back in New York, and I, I was just I, in this weird transition period where I didn't have a lot any close friends, and I was like starting to hang out with like my college friends, but I wasn't super close with them. Mm. They were in Connecticut, and I was in New York, and then I would cut out all my New York friends. So I was just just reading, going yeah. to class, reading, and a lot of the books spoke to how I was really feeling inside. And I think around that time, I was also thinking about you because I watched a lot of YouTube growing up, but it never occurred to me like it, I, like de- like somewhere buried in like my head and my heart, I'd like to become a YouTuber, buried, right? Because it was just so important. But like those books kind of s- d- dug out the dirt that you know I I put myself in, yeah. Um. So, yeah, I uh, some some good books around that time was like How to Win Friends and Influence People. It it helped me start to become more, I I guess, comfortable with talking to strangers, knowing how to foster a, a good relationship. Um, what are some how, like what was what was the one by Napoleon Hill? Think and Grow Rich. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That was a good one. Yeah. Um, you know what's interesting? So the stack that you went through is the same stack I went through. You were probably like 21, 22, mm-hmm. 23, something like mm-hmm. that, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I th- I think, that, yeah, the, the, the Gary videos also really spoke to me. I forgot who, but, uh, Tony Robbins. Yeah. Tony Robbins videos also really spoke yeah. to You're me. You're on a personal time. growth tear. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and I think the best part about it is I had no, literally no distractions back then. Um, And it, it just... I, I I don't know what it was. It was just like, it, it is just, just every day. Like I, I got addicted yeah. to like reading all, all those things. That's what it is. It's channeling the porn addiction, the anime, the gaming addiction yeah. into something positive. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't think I was jerking off as much during that. <laughs> I, I don't think, you know, uh, it's still, it's st- there was still some, some, some fire shows that came out 2015. Yeah. So some jerking here and there. Jerking here and there. Yeah. And, you know, some binging here and there. Yeah. Tokyo Ghoul came out that, yeah. that, that summer. Yeah. But yeah, there wasn't like, I, I think I, I watched, I finished a lot of the anime like leading up to that, like Naruto, Dragon Ball Z. Like I finished. So, so like most of the long winded series I've already finished. So that, I mean, coincidentally, yeah, I have more time on my hands. Um, yeah. Okay. So I actually, I actually want to come back to, this is interesting because I still talk to my elementary school, my high school friends, Yeah. um, <clears throat> which I'll, I'll get to in a second, sure. but, um, your, you talked about cutting off your high school friends. Yeah. Why? Um, growing up in New York, it's, you're surrounded with a lot of negativity actually. Like New York City, it's a, it's kind of a cutthroat city. Even in high school, you know, people roast each other all the time, shit on each other. If you can't, if you really can't take it, then it it kind of con- consumes you. So I think my my high school friends also they were not making the same like leaps in bettering themselves. They were still going to the same rec center, the same YMCA, talking about the same things. Uh, they were just, oh, I, yeah, I can't talk to her. I, oh man, I'm, 
yeah, I'm going to get a job this summer. I'm trying to apply for internship. It was just the same old conversations. Yeah. Where, whereas, like, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm nose deep in, like, Tony Robbins books. I'm like, I have a future for myself. <laughs> I have dreams and aspirations. Yeah. What are you talking about? No, I don't want to go to the rec center anymore, you know? So I think it was, like, a combination of, like, just wanting different things and um, just, just, being surrounded with like negativity i just really wanted to like cut all that out have any of them tried to reach back out to you and yeah yeah recently like um actually just just this past thanksgiving yeah like the uh just kind of just uh hit each other up on dms and reconnected but it was just more so reminiscing on like old times i, I think yeah. it's important to understand that like the whole the jim Rohn quote is like you're the average of the five you paying i hang out with most right like right. that is really true right right, right. yeah and i i think i remembered that quote too from from back then and i was yeah. like i was i was he coached up tony robbins aver- yeah i was doing yeah. my average i was like oh no this isn't looking good for me yeah i need yeah. a better average yeah 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 so is that why you moved to LA to upgrade the average? No, well, no, I I I was in New York for up until 2020. So yeah. uh for the first like 4 or 5 years of like my YouTube career, I was still in New York. Um but I think I was starting to surround myself with just more like-minded people and more people in my industry. Yeah. Around that time. Yeah. And you do you think moving to LA has been a net positive for you? Because this is away from home now. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would I would say well, I mean for for one, the rent is a little cheaper. Yeah, and uh, two, I could go outside in the winter in New yeah. York. Oh my God, and come January is de- depressing. Yeah, it's Christmas is, is is cute. They got the lights, but January, February, March is depressing. Yeah, and um, and yeah, it's. And also, I get to, to, to drive to places. Mm-hmm. So, like, lifestyle, it's a little bit... I like the lifestyle a little bit better in L.A. Got it. Uh, it there's more creators out here. There's more creator friends. Um, so, there's more, I guess, yeah, like-minded individuals. Who would you say is in your circle now, right? So, we mentioned Sneeko earlier, right? He's he's coming up, it seems, on, on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Like, who do you hang out with now? Uh, these days... Um, probably... I don't know if you know this podcast called Under the Influence... Um, yeah, them and what about Suburb Talks? Have you heard of that? No, no. Um, they're like kind of older guys in the podcast space, right? Um, so yeah, they're they're my they're my core group. Um, uh, who 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 do you know? Who do I? I mean, we know Alan, right? Um, right, right, right. Well, I I hang out with like a lot of I I try to mix it right. There's like podcasters, there's YouTubers. Mm -hmm. But um, I hang out a lot with like business people. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, I'm very fascinated to like just be in those rooms and like just be in those learn. conversations. I, I think I think there's a there's a lot people could learn from like different industries. Totally. And yeah. I think when you start cross pollinating like ideas, yeah. is when you could really like bring something new to your industry. Yeah. So yeah, I, I I'd love to be in you know those conversations. Well, hey. We'll, we'll arrange that. Yeah. Um, who do you follow now? Like, what are you reading? More on the personal growth side. Because here's the thing. Once you become mm-hmm. addicted to that, at least for me, it doesn't stop. Like, after right. I started, like, downloading, I, I would download these $2,000 courses because I couldn't afford them off these, like, where's <laughs> websites, right? And burn them to a CD. Burn them to a CD back yeah. then. Um, and I'm just like, dude, this is great. So, like, what are you listening to now? Um, these days, um, 
who is uh do, do you know Iman Gatsi? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. It's fascinating how quickly he's grown. Yeah, yeah. Um I think he gives a lot of good not just business advice but also just like life advice. Um from like I I I guess from a, like a younger perspective, but I mean, I, he he kind of moves like an older man. Yeah. Um, who else? Uh, Alex Alex Ramosi. Yeah. Um, great. A lot of like very practical business advice. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes just like random uh, TikTokers. Um. I, or just random TikTok, not TikTokers, but like just random TikToks. Yeah, that would just like oh, because your TikToks now just all personal growth stuff. No, huh? it's it's like both. It's like mixed with like comedy, dating, yeah, uh, personal growth. Yeah, um, it's it's a mix of like my friends' podcasts. Yeah, uh, mix of different Got it. stuff. Yeah. Okay, I have a couple more more threads to pull on here. So oh, yeah. let's talk about the value of. What did you play? You played Modern Warfare growing up. What else? Modern you Warfare Two. Okay. Modern yeah. Warfare Two was my thing. Yeah. Yeah. What else you play? Um, Combat Arms. Okay. I don't know if you, a lot of first, first person, person shooters. shooters. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Like, Ma- Maple Story a little bit. Oh yeah, bit. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I, I kind of stopped around like 2013. Yeah. Um. Oh, G- uh, GTA. Okay. Oh man, GTA Six is coming out. Okay, that's that's about to go crazy. So here's the question for you: uh-huh. It's uh, how has gaming made you more successful as an entrepreneur? Uh, hmm. I guess this is pretty specific to me, but like indirectly, it made me understand addiction. It made me like become self aware at like what addiction can do to you. Yeah. Um. So it, I don't think I've ever, like, since breaking out of my video game addiction, I don't think I've became, I I, I guess I used that like energy to like harness into like building a business and like becoming obsessed with YouTube. Yeah. Right. So it's kind of understanding addiction. It made me understand addiction. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And how about same thing for anime? What 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 uh? What are your favorite animes? Um, I think you got Naruto in there. Naruto is probably top three. Then we got Code Geass. Interesting. Um, Death Note. Yeah. Um, no Jujutsu Kaisen. Jujutsu. Oh, I mean, it's this season is crazy. I don't know if you saw. I'm on it. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. this season is crazy. Yeah. I I think. Yeah, no, the fight. I don't know. I, I I like anime that has a little bit more like psychological, thrilling aspect to it, rather than just straight hands, just straight like fighting, killing. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. I mean, Chainsaw Man is also. Uh, is, I I want to see a lot of these animes just get get animated. You know, like they're, right now they're in their like manga season. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. And how do you think same thing with anime, like the addiction, you learn how to channel your addiction, or is it something else that's helped you? Well, with anime, there's actually, it's a lot more anime. There's so many life lessons you could pull from it, right? Like with, with Naruto, um, just the self belief, you know, uh, 
with with One Piece is about harnessing friendships, characters, character building, world building. Um, so a lot of like my my thought process actually stems from things I I gather from anime. Yeah, you know, uh, One Piece like it yeah it, it has has it follows like a a core group of people that just comes from di- all w- different walks of life but they like you know through this shared sense of like vision they uh you, you get to see them really bond right so it's the same way I, I i i'm starting to look at videos like i'm having friends mm-hmm. be be in videos and we get to travel the world together you know it's just I could kind of world build off of the same way that One Piece. Yeah, you're building your own it. One Piece. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy Piece. Uh, I'm gonna let's cover the dating stuff first, and okay. I want to jump over to YouTube. Would you call yourself like a dating YouTuber, or like how would you describe the niche that you're in right now? Um, it's weird. The niche I'm in right now is traveling mixed with dating. Okay, and I feel like I mean I've been on YouTube for like seven years, so yeah. like. Over the course of time, I've had different arcs and different Mm -hmm. uh, chapters. Yeah. So, like, I started off with street interviews and just taking my own problems to the street. And then it's kind of evolved into, like, some, you know, some anime stuff. But right now, it's, yeah, traveling and dating. What are you enjoying? Like, I remember when I first started seeing your stuff, a couple years ago, Mm -hmm. you would go to, like, raves and ask dating questions to people, right? Yeah. Um, And, like, I I found those to be fascinating. And those, I was just talking to Noah about this. Those are, like, challenge videos, right? Where you're challenging yourself to go put yourself out there. Sometimes challenging other people. Yeah. You know, telling telling other guys to, to, to go approach a girl right yeah because at a certain point like i've had enough right maybe you know we'll we'll, we'll get uh we'll get one of these guys up yeah you know yeah. to, to... Yeah. you guys like that yeah they're yeah. down so okay i mean which ones did you did you enjoy all the arcs or like which one did you enjoy the most um i'm enjoying this current arc right now just because there's something so novel about traveling. Yeah. So like I, I kind of get to knock two birds with one stone with I, getting to travel and also documenting my time yeah. traveling. Um. So yeah, I, I really like, I mean, it's expensive, but yeah. I, I like what I'm. I was just watching some of your videos and it's really interesting. So you went on this, you went on a date with a flight attendant, you slept at the airport and then you yeah. went on a second date where you, and then you flew to Toronto to visit her. I did. And then you recorded a date. You guys did like a mukbang as well. So yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. the content itself, the format, I don't think I've seen anybody do that. Right. I guess. Um, the question is so intimate, right? Yeah. A lot of people wouldn't, wouldn't take the camera. Yeah. And, but like, I, I kind of look at this like, uh, like, how I Met Your Mother or like Friends, you know, stuff like this back in the day when people would watch, you know, uh, sitcoms and they, they they get an inside look at, at people's like, you know, relationship lives, dating lives. But like nowadays, like who's really making content like that out here, you know, so. Nobody really that I can think of, right? Mm-hmm. So what, what what is your creative process? Because I'm sure you're just not, you're just not half-assing it, right? No, yeah. I mean, like part, part of the creative process and like brainstorming is like watching, uh, or kind of jogging up my my memory from like you know back then when I watched How I Met Your Mother you know um, or stuff 
of of the past because like a lot of times people get get too caught up in like youtube trends and like oh what everybody else is doing but i think really what you you could spark some great ideas is like taking ideas from way way back right um like rom-coms you know um i remember what was what was the movie i think it was like before sunrise was was this movie movie where it like Basically, the premise of the movie was that uh, it was a, a guy and a girl meets in a foreign uh, in a foreign city, and then they spent like the entire day together, all the way up until like sunrise, so like seven a.m. So I kind of t- I saw that movie on a plane, and I was like, "Oh, what if I did that at an airport, right? Or like, where can I do that with yeah. with, with somebody?" So it, it really, uh, I don't know, the ideas could come up from a lot of. Uh, old content, you know, yeah. old movies, old TV shows, stuff like that. And now, I mean, now with your arc, I feel like there's character building with you and mm-hmm. people are becoming more invested in you. Do you feel that that's a thing or not really? Yeah, yeah, no, no, definitely. People are, are, are very, like, I, I guess, invested in, in my in my love life. Um, but I- even beyond me, uh, I'm starting to incorporate, like, other people and other characters in my videos. And I think that too, like, my, my cameraman, right Gabe he's uh I once I started throwing him in the videos I think that's when I saw like uh, even like bigger engagement because now mm. there's like multiple multiple people characters to, to, yeah. to keep up with yeah. Yeah, yeah that's amazing did you intentionally design it that way where it's like hey this is going to help character development or it's like now it's become you just notice it as like a mm, I think naturally like it was kind of it wasn't super intentional. It was just like, oh, oh, Gabe, talk to this girl. Yeah. And then the fans were, were kind of seeing him struggling at first. And then, like, over time, people are invested in, like, his glow up. Yeah. Right? And then, um, yeah, so it wasn't, like, super. It was just, like, for, for shits and giggles at yeah. first. Yeah. I think the the lesson here is is basically even with business too, you just mm-hmm. don't know where it's going to end up, and it's just like you just keep going, and these things just start to happen. It's like right. a residual effect, right? Right, right, right. right and right. who knows what other characters you're going to add? But now it's like, no, this character shit's actually working. Yeah. So that's interesting. Um, okay, let, let's let's go back to the, this gal, uh, Chloe. So <laughs> you you take Chloe. Like, like I didn't watch this video yet. I've mm. seen. The, I watched the second one where you you went to Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, wait, how does this story? work out and then i'm gonna ask a bunch of questions about dating so sure, sure, go sure. for it like tell us the story uh with, with chloe she um i i met her at a on a on a e-date this was like one of my uh one of my homegirls she set up a you're familiar with a with an e-date right no okay it's, you guys are right yeah no no so no. basically it it's set up on on discord oh. where it's almost like they have uh it's 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 almost like a like a like a speed date in per but like online yeah just on discord and you see the other person because it's like think of a of a, a zoom meet meeting but except it's just a guy and a girl nice talking to each other meeting each other okay for but the, the fact time. that they don't know about it is this like an asian thing like- no, 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 no 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 this is just a, a, a internet because like i can imagine like okay if i had this back in the day when i played a shitload of games yeah. i would have done this for sure and it's like it's right but i mean the webcam back then was just pixelated oh yeah right you nowadays you, you got some good yeah you know quality yeah the yeah. webcams yeah. so it uh it, it worked out and then uh but it was like an e-date competition so it was me among like three four or five other guys yeah. that like like it was one it was almost a bachelorette but it's like 
just just over the screen. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, so she had to keep picking like who she'd eliminate. Right, 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 right. And then each guy had their own little little segment with her. And then uh, at the end, yeah. she chose me. So naturally, like you know, our, our chemistry, uh, I think was 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 the best. So um found out that she was a flight attendant from that so I, I was like okay let me know the next time you're in la yeah and um fast forward like a month two months later she's like oh i'm flying in and then i pitched her the idea let's spend a day at the airport yeah okay well, okay so you spend a day at the airport mm -hmm. and how how long is it like how long were you in the airport for i think we got in at like like 5 p.m yeah 5 p.m and we were there until like 8 a.m. Okay. Yeah. And you pitched her idea. Hey, we're going to do a date at the airport. I'm going I'm to film this on YouTube. Yeah. And, and then down. she was down. I mean, she was down. I mean, she, she already did uh, Twitch. So she mm -hmm. was comfortable with, with being on Got camera it. already. So. Okay. And how yeah. about, so let's, let's fast forward to the second one. You go to Toronto. Did you actually not tell her or did you tell her ahead of time? No, I swear to you, I, I didn't tell her. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I had a feeling that um, she, I mean, I, I told her beforehand that like, yeah. oh, we were going to shoot a mukbang together over FaceTime. Yeah. So like she already came, I guess she was ready to film something. Got it. So she like got dolled up and yeah. Okay. So because you do, like, I, I think the content you do is great and it's also unconventional. What are mm. your unconventional takes on dating? Mm. Unconventional takes... Hmm. I see you hang out with Sneeko. I, I like oh, that man. guy. So there's there's ah. good stuff. There's gotta be good stuff. Sneeko, right? Um, I would say. <laughs> It's, this isn't really unconventional, but I would say a lot of guys settle down way, way too quickly. And I see my friends back home, you know, already just engaged. In, in I mean, nothing wrong with, with being gay, but how do you know this is the best thing for you, mm -hmm. right? So my thing is to be able to to give yourself time in your in your 20s to figure out your life first before you start dating i don't i don't th this isn't really unconventional this is just i i don't think you should date seriously for the majority of your 20s i i just don't think people like people i i think you could just date for fun you should date for fun for you in your 20s I, I don't I don't think you should date for like people in their twenty oh I'm I'm dating for marriage I'm like how no people say and then and then I'm like I ask them oh like how come you're why why are you still single then you know you had how many how many boyfriends did you have how how many relationships do you have oh three four okay cool and you're still dating for marriage like no like no what get your life settled first like you have to be ready in your own life before you are ready to be committed to someone. So what do you, what do you tell them? Like, Hey, I'm just dating for fun right now. Like, or do you just keep it open and just like, not, not put a label on it? I, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put a label on it. I think you could, um, if it, if it progresses well, 
um, then we could talk about labels. But until then, people are just are so rushed to to put a label on. Oh, let's be boyfriend girlfriend. Let's oh, we're let's be exclusive. How do you know? Yeah. How do you like? There's so many qualities that might throw you off along the way. Just because it feels good right now, like I'm gonna commit to you. Like no, I, right? So I, I think people are just too eager at love. Interesting. I, I wanna I wanna come back to this one, but I mean, with the YouTube stuff, like it seems like there's a lot of videos recently where you're traveling, you're going on these dates, mm-hmm. and then it seems like. The girls are kind of trying to like angle it towards, hey, like, what are what are we, right? Is, <laughs> is it is that happening or um, it feels that way? Yes, but I mean, I, to be to be quite honest, I'm I want to I want to travel the world. I yeah. want to before before I settle down, right? It's like it's like I said, um, people settle down way too quickly, and then I just don't want to live with regrets, right? I don't want to look back. Oh, I could have done this when I, you know, there's so much freedom that, that comes with like being, being single. Yeah. And then you have like, once you're in a committed relationship, like you're with this person, hopefully you're with this person forever. You have the rest of your life to be cuffed. Why aren't you taking advantage of, of right now to like live your life? You know? Yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of my... Got it. We'll come back to that in a second. But I, I, I want to talk about the um, what's, like, the biz, the business of, of Jimmy right now. Like, what is the business? How mm-hmm. are you monetiz- monetizing? And then uh, we'll go from there. The business of Jimmy. So, I would say um, a fr- maybe 25% of my income is from, like, AdSense... And I would say, like, these are estimates, but, like, another 25% could be from merch or the clothing line. And then another percentage is my uh, fourth wall, like, the uh, exclusive content platform. Okay. Yeah. Um, another percentage is brand deals. Uh, another percentage is my real estate investment. Another percentage is my just um, just random things like TikTok or um, TikTok brand deals. You know, just random stuff. Got it. What's yeah. like the approximate monthly reach? Like any numbers you can share on the business reach or revenue, anything? Um. <sighs> It it ranges. Like my best month was like eighty k, um, like a lower lower month would probably be thirty. Okay, thirty. And you're getting like millions of views a month, right? I your stuff. Yeah, on YouTube, TikTok, yeah. everything. Yeah. Got it. Like that five to seven million, something like that. Um, on YouTube, it depending on if I'm posting shorts or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but for just regular videos, maybe like yeah, three to five million. If I'm if I'm posting shorts, uh, that number could go up to like thirty million. Got it. Yeah, I think this is interesting, and the reason I'm asking, and thank you for being so transparent too, because like you know sometimes our people aren't so so transparent. Right, right, right. But, but I think this is good for people watching. Like, what's the vision here? Because you're you're really young right now. You're doing, let's call it 500 grand to a million a mm-hmm. year. 
um, what's the ultimate vision with the business? What would you like to have happen? Um, I would like to be able to branch out into a business, like hopefully the clothing line, the relaunch of the clothing line um, can can scale to something that's sellable in the future. Um, I'm kind of planning for another product, maybe a condom. Mm. Um, Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, it's it's wow, Jimmy. What's up? Your name's Jimmy. Jimmy's the Jimmy's the Jimmy's. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's 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 kind of like the idea that Mr. Beast was talking about. There there isn't much innovation in like certain sectors. Yeah. Um, and in like the condom industry, like there hasn't been any innovation for X amount of years. Like Trojan yeah. has like taken over that for god knows how long so i feel like uh a new cool online brand could be could be a vibe got it no i like that and so like is your move then it's because i think what i've seen with youtube creators i'm not saying this about you but youtube creators it's like they get very used to the sponsorship deals and the ads right and that's usually they get very comfortable yes and yes complacency Mm -hmm. is the word right Mm -hmm. it's like they just but then it's like Dude, there's so much money being left on the table. Yes, um, and then you're th- you're actually thinking about doing a business, and then where you can control the product, you can you have more control of the margins. Yes, um, I guess what would be your message to these other YouTubers? Because they're great at getting audience, right? But the business side is lacking, and I, you're already starting to think about it. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm starting to think about it, but I mean, just tackling business and and a product is its own huge learning curve, right? And especially for YouTuber, even on my size, I would say like. It's like I, I even like I still need to step away from certain things to be able to like do the learning curve myself. You know, I don't have a full fledged team around me to be able to like scale a business. Um, maybe for the condom thing, but yeah. um, yeah, and it's just like for a lot of creators, it's not necessarily bad actually that they want to just do the AdSense and the brand deals, right? Mm-hmm. But if they want to keep it. Um, to a kind of a lifestyle business, which is fine. It's not bad. Yeah, right. right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's like only for those people out there that wants more from themselves out of life should pursue a, a business. Um, but a lot of times that's fine if a lot of creators don't necessarily aren't necessarily thinking about that because maybe it just doesn't fit their lifestyle right because as as i'm getting older too i'm I'm thinking about like work-life balance as as well right it's like what fulfills me isn't just to grow to to get more money to make more money mm-hmm. um but like you you have to really uh be self-aware and ask yourself important questions like oh do i want to start another business um although you know if you find like a golden nugget of a product um, and that meshes really well with your niche. Um, sure. Like it could take off. It could be very successful if, if done correctly. But um, a lot of times it might not necessarily suit your lifestyle or suit who you are as a person. So asking yourself, do I want to start a business? Do I want more money? What, what amount of money am I comfortable with? Um, and yeah just just being honest with yourself because sometimes you could want more and then upon doing more you might 
feel more burnt out and feel stressed out and you might not like it. it becomes more of a burden. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. More than and then sometimes, you know, you maybe you just want want to stick to your videos and do the brain deals and yep. and 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 yeah, but I would say I would advise creators though that wants longevity in in this field to think about innovation rather than think about like uh pro products. It like innovating your videos, right? How do I um take my videos from TikTok into YouTube that's digestible for YouTube. You know, like how, like this maybe this is my third fourth year on YouTube. How do I make these videos uh relevant to the trends today? To you know, the the titles, the thumbnails, the uh, whatever the whatever the algorithm wants. How do I make it applicable to like the 2024 version, right? Um, so like thinking about those things, I think is important for any creator. Got it. More so than the business. How, how much time do you think you're spending on creating versus the business right now? Mm. I think I'm still spending most of my time on creating because that's what makes the engine mm -hmm. run. Um, the business, I will say, mm, I'll take a day or two out of the week to kind of like strategize, but like mainly like I'm still thinking about making videos. So like 80% of the time yeah, yeah, creating. Yeah. 20%. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Um, and your, your, your team right now, you mentioned it might be a small team. So how big's the team right now? How much do you think you're spending per month on the team? This is a question I always ask creators. Mm, yeah. Um, so the team right now, um, I have a full time, I, I would say all together, probably around like, 10k a month okay on the editing the shooting everything got it yeah and, and the editors are more so like freelancers got it and your videographer is probably the big a big chunk of that, the right? big chunk yeah got it I'm, I'm assuming he's like the guy that's like full-time with you yeah yeah okay yeah. yeah that makes sense um and that said i mean it seems like you guys have a really good relationship what's his name again gabe gabe okay does he i mean how often do you see him oh he's my roommate Oh, every day there you I'll, go. I'll wake up next to him so you're like hey like him, but... i'm gonna hire you okay so gabe you wake up next to him mm -hmm. uh, you so you said hey i'm gonna hire you but you're gonna you're gonna sleep at my place too was that the deal the, i mean it was uh, it was so um i guess not bootleg bootstrap is that yeah the word? bootstrap Bootstrap is like when you haven't raised any money, you built it from the ground. Right, right. right. So I guess it was like a bootstrap relationship yeah. where he, uh, in the beginning, when I wasn't making like as much money, yeah, I was just yeah. kind of like, I was still editing the videos myself. Yeah. Um, he, when I came out to LA in like 2020, yeah. Um, to, I guess, innovate the content to like figure out what videos to make because yeah. for the longest time I, I was shooting the man on the street stuff yeah and when the world shut down I'm, what the fuck do i do yeah you know so um came to la to make more videos with other content creators mm -hmm. and then that's when gabe kind of took a leap himself yeah and was like yo you need anybody to help shoot for you in la he saw you coming up yeah 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 yeah, yeah. And at the time, I was kind of like freelancing him, like for for specific videos. But yeah. when he flew out himself and was like, "Yeah, man, like, let's let's, I, I'm I'm here to yeah. to like," he he bought his own own ticket. Yeah. 
Wow. He he flew himself out. Yep. And was like, I'll I'll help I'll help film film yep. for you. And just that that level of like commitment made me feel like, oh, this could be my guy. Yeah. Uh beyond that though, like I think we just have like a, a shared sense of humor. Okay. And we just click. How do you think Gabe because he's he's known you pretty well, he knows mm. you pretty well. Uh how do you think Gabe would describe Jimmy as a person? Um messy. <laughs> uh driven i guess uh um and we, we we talked about this where it's like how like how, what what made our relationship last for so long right like what were the things that made us complement each other so well and i think for him it was his patience and for me it was like my grit and my perseverance and like always trying to figure out like when 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 things hit the fan or when like um when the videos are stagnant like i'm trying to figure something out right and even when we like are are out filming and we're like hit with you know certain obstacles like i'm trying to figure it out and he's also like maybe he has the patience and he has like the calm demeanor to like calm me down um so it's like i guess those traits we, we complement each other very well got it yeah sounds like a it sounds like a good team mm -hmm. what are some of those obstacles that you run into i'm just curious like what's some crazy stuff you've seen when you're out shooting <laughs> Ooh, i was in oh man i was in korea uh just trying to make some videos just trying to just get just talk to a single just get one girl to be down for for a, a video yeah oh my god i i must have been rejected a, a hundred times in a row well i mean i lost count but yeah it was just <laughs> it was like sometimes they wouldn't even look at me it was just i mean it's the culture yeah right naturally um so that was demoralizing uh what else? Um, I had, I had, there's some videos where I have, I have I have Joker moments, where like leading up to it, it it's like a big, uh, big task that I'm about to embark on, and I'm like like on the drive there, I'm like. <laughs> Like I start like manically like yeah. laughing like yeah. I don't know if I can do this yeah. yeah you know um so yeah I think another one was like um, sneaking into like um, this crashing this David Dobrik party like oh. way back when um yeah I'm trying to think did you what film else? it too when you got inside yeah 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 I filmed it too it was like heavy security outside um but like you, you see youtubers yeah. do that so it's like like sneaking into mansions yeah. sneaking into like football stadiums and stuff like that like yeah. i think I, i've done some videos like uh, along those lines so got it okay you yeah. know what's interesting to me you mentioned um you know following gary v stuff it, it's helped you yeah. a lot and i've noticed i mean youtube obviously has changed a lot it used to be about your number of subscribers now it's just like how good are your videos yeah now, I, I talked with another creator about this it's and he was sitting there in your seat a couple weeks ago um, it's just basically when you look at Gary Vee's channel, I still love the guy, mm -hmm. but his videos don't do well anymore, right? Mm -hmm. And you mentioned a key thing that you you did, like it's like you gotta iterate, right? Yeah. So the question for you is like how how do you think about iterating? Because we we kind of talked about this a little bit, where like you changed the arc, right? Mm -hmm. But I think what's what are practical ways for people to think about how to not become stagnant? Because that's what happens mm -hmm. a lot with content. Um, there's so many ways to innovate and 
it's not just from like an ideas perspective, right? It's like it's not just oh, like ideas is 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 key, but another way is just diversify your platforms, right? I think um, last year I started really investing in in my TikTok, and I have so many people coming up to me like, oh, I, I've seen you from TikTok. So when you think about innovation in, in that perspective, like each platform, you get a different shot at, at at blowing up, right? Maybe Gary's videos isn't doing quite well on YouTube. Maybe his his Instagram is. Maybe his um, TikTok, LinkedIn. TikTok is. Yeah. yeah, IG Reels. You know, I have I see so many creators where. Um, where yeah maybe they're not as relevant on YouTube anymore, but hey, their Instagram Reels is that like, you know they have millions of followers on Reels, or maybe Facebook. You know I I came up on a time where Facebook was popping. You know I have like, I don't know like maybe six hundred fifty seven hundred k followers on on Facebook. Wow. Yeah. Um and yeah like I I mean for the first year two years of my my content journey like i was mostly making money for facebook so it's like who knows maybe there's a platform next year that like that people could hop onto and be one of the first people to hop on the platform and you know start making original content there so it, it's it's really um yeah thinking about the different platforms and then to i guess the uh coming up with ideas coming up with good ideas and Having a like, I have a team now that that comes up with ideas for me. Interesting. How many people are helping you come up with ideas? Well, we got Gabe, we got me, myself. We uh -huh. have uh like a a content yeah. strategy person that just shoots a bunch of ideas at me. Yeah. And I I kind of give them direction on the on what kind of ideas I'm looking for, right? For example, like at, at first he was looking at the the YouTube homepage and like videos in my niche but i feel like that's i'm kind of chasing other people's glory and other people's trends but mm. like i i told them specifically to look for you know ideas from like way way back when like the past i think that's when you could really extract some some great ideas what would be like an example of that um i don't want to give away uh so, 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 i mean like earlier the example i had was like before sunrise a movie right um that was something that I you, you see this in music all the time. You see a lot of like artists sample um old beats, right? And they it just does amazing now. Like J Jack Harlow recently came out with a song called Loving Something. What's what's the what's the Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. He, he <laughs> I have it on my Spotify, but but it it was it was it, like he sampled uh Drake, like the motto. Yeah. Um so he repurposed it for like his own basically yeah yeah, yeah. yeah yeah and it's like um right Th this is like the beat was uh from the 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 motto from 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 Drake you know what i'm saying Got so it. so it's that like sense. so it's like i i look at content kind of the same way it's like you could sample old stuff you know I like that. Um, it's, you know, nothing's really that original at the end of the day. We're no. all just building on each other. Right, exactly. Yeah. So I guess the business, I mean, you're you're thinking about this this clothing, this brand, right? Mm. Are you thinking about 
it sounds like you're trying to learn more about business right now, but do you think there's an angle where you just maybe just partner with an operator or like a business that's already doing it and they'll give you equity? Like, how are you thinking about that? So I could, but I would be giving up more, um, more equity of, of my, my shares. Yeah. And trade-offs. You're right. Um, with the clothing line, I, I am looking for an investor currently. I, I, I actually realized like how important an investor could be to like yeah. really scaling the business fast. Yeah. And a lot of times I people don't really think about this. People are just like, ah, oh, I'll just do it myself. But it's actually, you know, it's really important. Would you would you consider crowdfunding it with given your audience size? If I make a solid pitch at an investor, I get the money like this. Um, and I feel like nowadays there's so many um, invest investors that's looking to invest mm -hmm. because the creator economy is like this new thing that's yeah. that's booming. They want to bet on fast. the creator, right? Yeah. So I just have to give them a great reason to bet on me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people would love, like, I would love to invest into Jimmy, the creator, um, mm. and whatever you build, right? It just because, like, there's so much leverage in the attention piece, which you mm. know how to get. Um, do you, by the way, I mean, right before you, we were just talking about how, like, it's really important to build an audience, but it's also, like, how do you retain that audience? So, like, how do you think, do you have an email list right now? How do you think about email? Man, emails. No, I don't. I mean, for the uh, the clothing line, I I have an email list, but not for the channel, the no. Jimmy, the the Jimmy channel. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. We can talk about that. that yeah, we could. Later, yeah. yeah, emails. I that that always felt super old school to me, so I don't really, I haven't really tapped into that now. Emails where you can just tap the register, and it's like the ATM for you. Assuming you do it the right way. Mm. Um, I don't, so we were just talking about, with Noah just right mm -hmm. out before. It was just like most creators don't think about email. To your point, yeah, because it's like, do people do email? But it's like, right. it is, the ROI per email sent is like 39 to $40 per email sent. Um, mm. So it, it, it gets pretty, pretty significant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, dude, so some of your videos, I was looking at the most popular ones. So um, we, we kind of talked about how you've evolved, but. Right. Can you talk about this one? I, I, I lasted 14 minutes with the hottest adult film star. 2.3 million views. Yeah, that just was curious. some good old clickbait. What happened there? Well, you, you notice the video is 14 minutes. Yeah. Lasted 14 minutes in an interview. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so good old clickbait. <laughs> but you still got the views. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, it was a... It's just an interview. Okay, all right. I guess that works. I I was just looking at. It. I was like, Mon did you really fully do monetized, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you don't you don't need to you know like you don't need to put something so so it's just some some clever titling. Okay, yeah. I like that. Um, the your content stack right now, like, there's a lot of YouTubers that use like different. Like, I think I. One guy uses like thumbnailtest.com, test like a hundred thumbnails, mm -hmm. right? Like what are some like quirky things that you might do with YouTube? What What's in your stack, like your your tech stack? I don't have, oh, no. like Nothing fancy? No, I don't even have the, the IQ thing, the the little- Bit IQ? Yeah, I don't have it, yeah. It's just uh, good old YouTube analytics and 
for thumbnails. Um, sometimes I just take, I mean, this is bad, but sometimes I just take a screen capture of the video. Wow. <laughs> and it just works. Yeah, yeah. Because sometimes it's like during the video, maybe something, something's happening. Like a, a really golden moment is happening on the spot. Mm. You, you, you sometimes forget to take a thumbnail, but yeah. Um, and you need that's probably gonna be the hook for my video. Yep. So I just I would just take a screenshot yep. of that. Dude, I, I think going back to, to Gabe for a second, that that is like a unfair advantage because if you guys if you have a guy that's living with you, you guys are literally just talking about this stuff all day long and you compound a lot faster. It's not like you guys are waiting to see each other like every week or so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um and it's it, it's a it's a good symbiotic like relationship too because it's this isn't his full-time thing um like he also has like a production business yeah on this so it's like um, so yeah we're, we're not talking about it all the time but yeah. you know when we do have yeah. time to link up yeah so i'm curious i mean look it's still very early in your career right now like what is the ultimate goal for you uh, a family uh, kids no uh those I, are good yeah 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 um, ultimate i mean <clears throat> that's really what it, honestly it's just f fulfillment personal fulfillment career fulfillment uh do you feel like you have that already i i think to a certain degree i think it's just continue like just living a, a fulfilling life being able to give back to the people that i care about making enough to give back to the people that i care about and um you know buy some houses create some generational wealth and live a long happy life what does generational wealth look like to you um i i, I guess a, a, a lot of different properties for one um maybe giving my kid no i wouldn't give them inheritance they got to work for that money themselves uh, so you're going to give it away no, no, I'm not. Okay. They have, no, 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 no. I, I, I don't know what I'm gonna do with my. But okay. I, I, I think beyond generate be beyond the money aspect, wealth comes in like multiple shapes and forms, right? So it's like being able to just learn more about life. Um, I like the idea of traveling too because I, I get to make relationships in like different parts of the world, right? And say in the future you don't know, have business in like taiwan or like china or wherever i get to you know bring my family or people that i'm close with to these different parts of the world and i, I just i think having connections um that expands beyond my like my immediate circle i think is so uh satisfying so fulfilling for for me yeah, I feel like the One Piece thing really aligns with this. The, yeah, the quest. Yeah, do your parents know what you do? Yeah, they no. My mom like she keeps up with the, all the videos. Oh wow! Yeah, every time there's a new girl, she's like, "Oh, uh, you yo, taking Lila. this one seriously?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe, 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 mom. We'll see. That's funny. D yeah. Does your dad watch too? Uh, I don't. I don't think, my, my dad, yeah, here and there. Yeah, he, he gets a little bit more political. Oh no, don't do the the video that uh, you did with the North Korean girl again. That's bad. <laughs> You know, he's a little bit more political. He just uh, wants you to be safe, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you think now they're proud of you? I would say so. I would yeah. say so. Yeah, they were... Uh, I, I would say the moments that I think they would be proud of are, like, super stereotypical, right? Like, it's when their br friends brag 
to them about like oh wow like my sons are a fan of your son right and then when they see how much money i'm making you know like and in comparison to their friends always it's like okay oh that's when they're proud (laughs) right it's not yeah Yeah. so it's they're not bugging you to have kids or anything yet so my mom is a little bit she's bugging me to 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 find somebody but at the same time she also gets it you know like she wants wants me to live my life that's the final infinity stone first they want you to make money first then they want to make sure that you know you have a kid and everything so they can they they, got the kids too right yeah you know um so they could raise the kid i'm not let mom you're not raising my my kid do they do they visit you often like what's the deal um do you see now them? i think they will more often because my little brother um got into ucla oh nice so yeah it's I was, right over here yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I, i'm gonna go see him after this um so i i i think they, they want to actually eventually move out here because if oh, i'm staying out here yeah. and i don't know if my little brother yeah he's he might stay out here. I mean, he he applied to all the UC schools because I yeah. told him to. Yeah. You know, I was like, come out here with me. Yeah. You know, we, we get to hang out more. I, I'm very close with my little brother. Yeah, that's cool. Um, So, so yeah, I don't know. My parents might move out Ship your too. parents to Arcadia or something. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, they would love it, actually. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's where I grew up. So. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They would love it out there. Well, Jimmy, this has been good. What's the the best way for people to learn more about you online? Um, You know, just Jimmy Zhang on, on, on YouTube. Um, I've... I've done some some podcasts like this one, um, Eric, Eric the one, Way, yeah, 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 Eric Way. Uh, those these podcasts are a little different than my usual type of type of stuff. So I, yeah, it's a little bit more personal. Yeah, no, this is good. I appreciate you sharing everything, and thanks for doing this, man. Oh, absolutely. You may have completed this level, but many more bosses await. If you're looking to level up in marketing or business, just go to singlegrain.com forward slash leveling dash up to get access to our individual and team training programs. That's singlegrain.com forward slash leveling dash up.